0: hi
1: guys welcome to our youtube channel today's message is so fire so necessary for our lives it is called praising faith because it is by our praise that we win battles hope you guys enjoyed the message and if you'd like to partner up with our church and give today i'll put a link down in the description thank you and have a blessed day we're gonna go to joshua 6 verse 1. joshua 6 verse 1 We're going to look at the screen as I read. It says, now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I've given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of battle. You shall march around the city. All you men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of rams, horns, before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. Everyone say seven times. (laughs) Seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. And it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Ooh. where is your shout during the season? Where is your shout? You know that the enemy is after your shout. Do not underestimate the power of your shout. It says, when, when they do a great shot, then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, every man straight before him. Amen. Amen. The name of the message today, we our first week we did Dipping Faith. Who remembers Dipping Faith? Dipping Faith, we gotta check it out. Check it out on YouTube. Dipping faith was basically about your breakthroughs on the other side of your pride that God in this season is going to have you humble yourself in relationships, humble yourself with things that he's calling you to do, because your comfort zone is in your humility. I mean, I'm sorry, your comfort zone is in your pride. And outside of your comfort zone, that's where God lies. And that's where God needs to use you. Different faith. Different faith. Different faith. Check that out. Then the next week, I had a really good friend of mine come in. David Blake, he talked about reaching faith. (laughs) Check it out how your faith can extend to other people in this season. People that are lacking in their faith, you can extend your faith out to them and connect them to God. Powerful message. Check it out. Reaching faith. And then last week, we uh, we, we had a message called sitting down faith. Sitting down faith. (laughs) Amazing. And really, God is saying in this season that we have to sit down with Him. Now, I know we're busy, we got our schedules, we got a lot of things going on, but in this time of your life, I know all the craziness that we're seeing all around us in the news and everyday life. More than ever, it is so important that we have time to sit down with Jesus. Whether you gotta wake up earlier or go to bed later, find time to sit down with Jesus. He has so much that he wants to unload unto you in this season. He has so much instruction, so much wisdom, so much guidance, but he needs you to sit down. To receive it, mm-hmm. and so today, the name of our message today is called Praising Faith. Mm-hmm. Praising Faith, and listen, when I say that, well, we about to enter into a new, into a new round of today. Come on now, Father, we thank you. Come on. Father, we thank, thank you. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Father, for heaven to be here today. Father, I thank you for breaking open every wall that is in our way right now in the name of Jesus. Every ceiling that is in our life, I thank you for breaking it open right now in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of the has to go in Jesus' name. Every fellow that Anxiety, every form of depression, every form of fear cannot be here and on the people who are watching in the name of Jesus. Father God, I call for peace over the people here today. I call for breakthrough over the people here today. Father, I thank you for sending your angels to be here with us, to bring breakthrough, supernatural breakthrough in Jesus' mighty name. God is about to restore things today. He's about to bring restoration in areas of your life that the enemy has had an advantage on way too long. Are you sick and tired of the enemy coming into your territory? Who is tired of the enemy trying to take their territory? Father, I tell that today we are taking our territory back in the name of Jesus in every area of our lives. And I pray for healing right now from the bodies of people here today and the people who are watching Supernatural healing in your bodies. Receive healing today. There's gonna to be healing that's gonna be going forth today for your body, for your physical condition, your mental condition, and your spiritual condition. Receive, receive, receive supernatural healing right now. No matter where you are, receive it in, receive it in your house right now in the name of Jesus. If You're in agreement. Everybody say amen. amen. Friends of God, you guys have never see. I put the friends of God, so I'm just <laughs> whatever you want to do, bro. whatever you want to do. I feel it in my body. I'm trying to walk up on stage. I'm like, I'm about to fall. <laughs> oh man, got another church over there. Bless them today. Bless their service, God. Move, move, move in their service today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, you know, if you're struggling today with purpose. If you are struggling today with a lack of fulfillment, you know, this season, it's been a hard season for a lot of us. This is our last Sunday, or next Sunday is our last Sunday of the year, and we're just about to cross the finish line. And some of us are trying to cross this finish line, but we're we're, we're trying to make it through. We're trying to make it through, and, and I just feel like God is just saying, keep going. Don't give up now. Don't lose your faith now. Don't lose your hope now. And many of us have been unhappy. Many of us have been struggling with emptiness. Come on, let's be real. I know we're in church. But many of us have been struggling with emptiness. Many of us have been struggling struggling with voids. And the reason why is because we're missing an important element in our life. We're missing a life-changing element that I'm calling today praising faith. Everyone say praising faith. praising faith. Praising faith. Praising faith. Let me tell you about praising faith. Praising faith gives you access to joy in the midst of your hardest challenges in your life. Praising faith breaks off bondages. Dude, let me just say something. Right. You going to want to take a lot of notes today. It? It's coming today. The bombs are dropping from heaven today. <laughs> There's no way you can remember all this, but it's going to go in your spirit. Either way, definitely take notes, okay? Listen, praise and faith is going to remove bondages out of your life. Praise and faith is going to remove strongholds out of your life. And praise and faith allows you to experience heaven while living everyday life. God has called you and I to experience heaven while living everyday life. While of your everyday life. Heaven doesn't have to be just once a week. Heaven doesn't have to be when you go near other people. God wants you to experience this heaven every single day of your life. Praise and faith restores marriages. Come on. You know the devil does not want to see you happy being married. Uh, praise and faith restores relationships. Next week, I cannot wait to talk about what we're talk about next week for our last Sunday service of the year. But praise and faith reconciles relationships. And so today I want to teach you how to tap into God's favor. I want to teach you how to tap into his blessing. No matter what is going on around you, no matter what bad news you are hearing, no matter, no matter, you know, what the news is saying, no matter if you are quarantined or you are confined. God, I'm going to teach you today how to tap into his blessing, and and, and all the the chains of fear is going to break that has been around you, and you're going to be able to learn how to invite the presence of God to surround you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praising faith. So, God has called us to live two things out, a life of worship and a life of praise. I'm so excited to break this down. So excited to break this down. A life full of worship and a life full of praise. Everyone say worship. Worship. And everyone say praise. Praise. So worship has nothing to do with singing. Worship has nothing to do with music. Worship, this is what we need to understand, worship is a lifestyle. Worship is about the position and the posture of your heart. And so this is what it says. This is what it says in Romans 12. 1. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. You see, every time you surrender your heart to Jesus... Every single time you surrender your issues to Jesus, every single time you you release your burdens to Jesus, this is an act of worship. And the scripture says to be a living sacrifice. i want to say living sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what a living sacrifice is. Living sacrifice is, God, there's things that I love to do. There's things that my flesh loves to do. But I'd rather have your rest. So I want to sacrifice these things so I can step into everything that you have for me. That is a living sacrifice, that is is worship, that is worship. And then it says to be holy, everyone say holy. Holiness does not mean perfection. Holiness does not mean that you're not gonna make mistakes. Holiness means that you are set apart. And so holiness is just saying, God, you are mine and I am yours. And my life is a vessel for you to move however you want. You see, that's what being holy, that's what being a living sacrifice is, and that is true worship. That is worship. You see, worship begins every single day when you wake up in the morning and you open your eyes and you say, God, what do you have for me today? What do you have for me today? I surrender my heart to you. You know, I remember when I first accepted Jesus, I was like 19, 20 and uh, I had a hard time being consistent with God. My pastors, I, I cannot wait to invite one of my, my pastor that um, that was uh, my campus pastor back when I got saved. He's, he's in New York and he pastors a church in New York. I can't wait to invite him here to speak. But he used to always say, Keith Allen, you are very inconsistent. He was like, you'll be on fire for God for like two months. And then we don't see you no more. <laughs> He was like, you know, you, I mean, you, you get on fire for two months. The next thing you know, like, you're in the club, you're doing your thing again, and then you'll be right back two months later on fire again. Like, I was so extreme. I was either, like, all in or I was, like, all out. Because I told God, I said, God, I'm not going to be fake. I'm not going to be fake. Either I'm this or I'm not. And so people would come up to me on campus. We had a great college ministry on campus, very powerful, like, revival ministry on our, on our campus, I experienced God in so many supernatural ways. I mean, there was no question that He was real. I mean, it, it was crazy. My first week there, somebody came and prophesied for me that I'd never seen before, and, and told me all my business. It's crazy. <laughs> I knew God was real. Like this is this is, this is this is insane. But but you know, I would be real with people. People would come up to me and they would like, hey man, you know where you been? Like we have seen you at church. We haven't seen you at the Bible study you do. And I'd be like, man, I've been partying. Right up. I, I've been, mean, yeah, I've been partying. I wasn't I, was, I was gonna keep it real. If I was gonna keep it real with God, I was gonna keep it real when I wasn't with God. You know? And so there was a time where I just, there was this emptiness that I had in my life. The the drinking, the the, the partying, the the just all the things that, that we know we've we've been at, we've done. It, it just it came to the end of me. I, I was miserable. I was empty. I I was so confused. I had so many strongholds in my mind and I needed to do drugs in order to have an escape. I know who has been there before. <laughs> you no know one's been there before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was me. I needed, I needed to be on, I needed to not just smoke weed, I had to go to that extra mile and do ecstasy and, and, do, and do these drugs because my mind was so attacked by the devil. You see, the enemy knew my call before I knew my call. I didn't understand how can I can't get away and do all these things that everyone else can do. I see all my friends partying, they're able to do this. They look like they're having a good time. But went, when I do it, I, it's, I'm miserable. <laughs> Why can't I feel like everybody else? That was my fight with God. Why can't I just be like everybody else? But I couldn't because it was a calling in my life. And so I remember I sat down with uh, Pastor Shino and he said, look, man, he said, this is what you got to do. He said, every single day, I want you to wake up and say, this is the day that I am living for Jesus. This is the day where, God, you have my heart. And he said, after you go through that whole day, when you wake up again the next day, I want you to do it again. Mm -hmm. Just take it day by day by day. Every single day when you wake up, you just begin to just praise his name. Every single day you, you get up, you begin to lift up his name. Don't worry about next week. Don't worry about next month. Just every single day, you start right there at his feet. Every single day. And I took that wisdom, and I applied it to my life. And God began to move. And I wasn't planning to sharing this story at all. <laughs> but I'm led by the Holy Spirit, because someone needs to hear this. Someone needs to hear this. And so God wants you just to, to take it day by day. Starting off with him. And so I learned what worship was. That was worship. That was worship. But praise. Everyone say praise. Praise. praise is a whole different story. Praise is taking it one step further. See, I never knew this. I never really got, got to this. Praise is different. Let me tell you what praise is. Praise is action-oriented. You see, worship is a position of your heart. This is what we got to get to today. we got to learn this today. Worship is your lifestyle. We, our lifestyle is a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. We are set apart for him. When we mess up, he's there to redeem us. When we fall down, we can get back up because he already took our place on the cross. Being a living sacrifice and holy does not mean I'm not going to make mistakes tomorrow and this week and next week and keep doing that stupid thing. It that, that doesn't mean that. It just means that I'm in process. I don't say process. process. I'm in process. And God is perfecting me. He's doing a work in me. And I ain't going to be perfected until the day I stand before him. So, like our lifestyle is a process. Our lifestyle is worship, but praise is a physical action. It's physical. It's any type of physical action that you do to glorify the name of Jesus. Yeah. It's a physical response. It's a. It, 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 this is what it is. Ooh, I'm make it myself. Um, Psalm one fifty, Psalm one fifty, verse three. Look at this. It says, "Praise him." Everyone say, "Praise him." Praise. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. I don't think we have any harps, but it's fine. You get the one. Yeah. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Where are my dancers at? Where are my dancers at? Come on now. Praise him. Praise him. I remember my wife and I, we were going through a very, very hard time. We had just gotten married. And um, we were sitting together, and it was just the Lord. I don't know it what made her start doing this, I mean, oh, that's why. My wife, her, for years, she's always she's always loved to dance for the Lord. And she would go she would literally have a dance studio and she would go into the dance studio no one's around. She put on worship music and she would just dance before the Lord. And and it was just such an anointing. I feel like God is saying it's time to do that again, by the way. Time to, time to do that again. Um But anyways, her influence on her life influenced me because I, I grew up dancing, I was saying choreography and all that stuff. But I mean, I never, like, danced for the Lord, like, by myself. I like, I just never did that before, you know? Um, <laughs> so when we were at home, you know, she started doing her thing, and I was like, okay, the Spirit's moving. I need to dance, too. And I was like, hopefully it's not awkward. But I got up, and I just started dancing. I was looking at her, and my eyes was closed. And I'm telling you guys, we felt the glory of God fill our place like never before. I'm talking about when we were dancing, it was like we were slicing up the enemy and kicking them, and it was like walls were breaking, and it was just like, I was like, we got to do this all the time. (laughs) We got to do this more often. Everyone say dancing. It says praise him with the clash of symbols. Praise him with resounding symbols. I have no idea what he's mean, but it's fine. Um, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. You see, praise is a physical Action. Let everything alive say something, do something, dance, whatever, to lift up the name of Jesus. So praise is a physical action that we take to glorify the name of Jesus. You see, God in this season is saying, I know there's a lot of issues that have come against you. I know there's a lot of uh, trials and tribulations that you are facing right now. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to learn how to magnify my name, how to take praise breaks, no matter where you are. Okay, if you're at work, you got to go to your car. Uh, wherever you are to take a praise break, we got to go to the restroom take a praise break. Whatever you have to do to make his name bigger than all of your problems, all of your heaviness, all of your distractions, all of your fears. And see those things break as you magnify the name of Jesus. Because as you magnify the name of Jesus, no matter where you are, all the problems, all the deadlines, all the lack of financing, the lack of this, the lack of whatever's going on in your life, all of that begins to shrink before your eyes as you magnify his name. As you magnify his name, all the things that you thought were so huge begins to shrink before your eyes. You see, the spiritual realm is something else. I've seen it with my own eyes. God has shown me over the years what happens when we praise, when we worship. The enemy cannot stand it. Okay, you guys believe there's an enemy, right? Yeah. There is a devil. There is a kingdom of darkness we see on the earth. I think it's so funny. Everybody believes, you know, more. Um, you know, I, I feel like sometimes people believe more in the devil than God. It's easier for people to admit. Yeah, I think there's demonic stuff. But what about God? Oh, the universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay>. um, <laughs> be honest, I can say universe, but I can't say God. <laughs> I give him a nickname; the universe. I don't have to obey him. <laughs> um, anyways, so the kingdom of darkness is real. Satan is real, right? right. So. Satan. What did Satan do? Some of us know this, but the Scripture tells us what Satan was and what he did before he became Satan. You guys know what he did? He led praise and worship. He led praise and worship. Oof. He was. They called him. They called him Lucifer, which meant the bright and morning star, because Lucifer led the angels in worship every single day. He would lead people to praise God every single day. So the enemy's gift, Satan's gift, was praise. That was his gift, that's what he did, that's how he operated, that's how he lived, that, that, was, that was what he was wired to do. And so this is my next point. Since praise, since praise was the gift that Lucifer had, now praising God is our gift to destroy him. We'll say amen. Since praising God, was the gift that Lucifer had. Now, our praising God is our gift to destroy him. Your praise is destroying him because that's what he was built to do. And so, praise brings damage to hell, praise brings damage to the enemy because that's how they were first created to do. Amen? Amen. Praising faith, praising faith. I'm gonna show you the story later. Mm. Yeah, I got to do it later. Let me say something about praise. Praise takes the attention off of you and everything that is wrong, and places the attention on Jesus and everything that is right. Yeah. Say it again for those who are taking notes. Praise t- takes the attention off of you and everything that is wrong and places the attention on Jesus and everything that is right. So Abraham, we're going to kind of go different places today in the Bible, but Abraham received a promise to have a child. Him and his wife Sarah received a promise to have a child. And that's normal, right? But not at the age of 75. At the age of 75, that's not normal. And so they trusted God, they, they, they believed God, and they waited for 25 years for the promise. Who's waiting today on some promises that you know God has told you? Who's waiting today? Who's believing for things to open up and God has instilled in your heart? As we talked about it um, in our purpose group, you know, people think that patience is just waiting on God. But patience is the attitude while you're waiting on God. And there's people that have been saying, oh, I've been so patient, complaining the whole time. That doesn't count as patience. That counts as unbelief. Patience with a great attitude is faith. Patience while saying, God, you have the glory. God, this this is what you call me to do. You see, that is faith. Patience while complaining and nagging God, I thought you said this is unbelief, and unbelief can unbelief you cannot inherit the thing that God has for you. It says that, that there's a scripture that says that, that the promises are given to those who not only really have faith but patience. The promises are given to those that have faith and patience. They they work at the same time, they are simultaneously they, they, they work together to make it happen. This is what it says in Romans 4.20. I want to show you how Abraham was able to wait in faith. How he was able to wait in patience. And this is what we can do. This is Romans 4.20. It says, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. He did not waver. 25 years, he didn't go back and forth. He was so consistent on the thing that God told him. It says, but was strengthened in faith. Giving glory to God. His faith was strengthened. Did you know that your faith can be strengthened? If you are struggling with unbelief today, in any area of your life, it's because you have not stepped into praising faith. Because every single time you praise God, you say what Abraham did the whole time. God said you're going to have a child, and he, every single day, he, every single day he'd wake up. God, I thank you that your word is true. I thank you that you're a God that cannot lie. I thank you that your timing is perfect. I thank you. He began to praise God every single day. And instead of him wavering in unbelief, he got strengthened in his faith. He got strengthened in his faith. So it's funny because many of us, I'll say this. Although the enemy is afraid of your weapon called praise, he's not afraid of summoning you because you never use it. God did not create you to save your praise just for Sundays. And the real reason, if we can get a little deeper, the real reason why we have a hard time praising God is because we are too much of a victim of our own problems. I said the reason, the the truth, the truth of the matter is this, the reason why we have a hard time praising God, because it's much easier to feel sorry for ourselves. It's much easier to meditate on all the things that are going wrong. It's much easier to do it. It's very easy. It does not take the effort to meditate on all your problems all the time. And to complain and and to say, God, why me? And why is this happening? And I'm going to write down some later. But, but it's easier to do that. And so our issues and our problems become giants in our life. They're like giants. They're like mountains. They're, they're, they're like living giants. But I want to encourage you because there was a giant in the Bible. name is Goliath. And Goliath was taken down by a worshiper named David. You see, before David even fought Goliath, he started praising God. Before David started fighting Goliath, he started praising God. This Goliath was so intimidating looking. And there's giants in your life right now that look so intimidating. There's giants that that appear, you know, in your health. There's giants that appear in your mind. There's giants that appear in the hardness of certain relationships in your life that pull on you and challenge your faith and challenge your strength and, and challenge your patience. And, and there's, there's giants that, that, that are there around you to, to keep you from being offended all the time. I mean, there's giants that are around you that we're struggling with. And so David, before he battles this giant, he first says, he says, you come to me with the sword and spear. But I come in the name of the Lord of hosts. I come in the name of the armies of the living God. And he begins to praise God. And that anointing and that glory, as he begins to praise God, he begins to slay the giants. And God is saying, if you can learn how to wake up every single day before you go into battle, before you have conversations with other people. Before you go online, before you hop on social media, before everything in your mind, I gotta do this, and I gotta do that before you start your day, before you enter the battle, if you can learn how to start praising his name, if you can learn how to get up out of it, and the first thing you do is say, God, I thank you that this is your day. Let your name be lifted high above me. I praise you. You are worthy. Father, I just give my heart to you. I give my day to you. I give my burdens to you. God is saying you will have that same sword that slay your giant. It says in Hebrews 13, 15, it's another great scripture. It says, therefore, by him let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. You know why it's a sacrifice to praise God? Because, as I said earlier, it's easier to feel sorry for ourselves. It's a sacrifice. You have to sacrifice your emotions. You have to sacrifice you know, being the victim of a situation. Well, no, they're 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 the ones that's wrong. They're they're wrong. <laughs> you you know, you have to sacrifice being right. You have to sacrifice being owed. They owe me. You owe me. The situation owes me. You have to sacrifice it. You have to sacrifice them, which is true worship, by the way. But you have to sacrifice it to just uplift God and to just praise His name. Amen. 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 So. King Jehoshaphat, I'm going somewhere else. King Jehoshaphat was was the leader of the Israel army, and he was a king. And his his nation or or his army got surrounded by all these different armies that was coming to attack him. 2020 has been a season where many of us have felt surrounded by the enemy. We've just been surrounded by nonsense. Some of us have been surrounded by drama. Some of us have been surrounded by, oh, God, what next? Have you got a question on that? You had that question this year, like, what next? Now what? You know what I mean? It's like, you expected it, it's like, now what? Things have been going so like this for so long. It's like, now what, God? Now what? Now what do I have to deal with? Now what do I have to endure? Now what do I have to carry? Now what? And that's how Jehoshaphat and his whole army feels. Now what? And this is what they do with their normal. It says in 2 Chronicles 20, it says, "Now when they began to sing and to praise, what happens when they begin to sing and praise?" The Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount who came against Judah, and they were defeated. I want to say, "The Lord set, ambushes. Lord set ambushes." If the enemy has been attacking you in any area of your life, you have to allow God to set up ambushes for you. If the enemy is attacking you in any area of your life, you have to allow the Lord to set ambushes for you. Amen? Amen. Everything that we've been saying, man, it's like we, we, I know God has been giving us messages from heaven. I pray in my heart, you know, as Pastor Rall or pastor in this church, that you guys are applying this to your lives. You know, like, please just don't hear this and just be like, "Mm -hmm. praise the Lord. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? Because these words, we really want these seeds to, to, to land in the ground. Because these these are life-changing principles. These are like life-changing messages, you know? Um, and so make it your aim to start praising God every single day. I don't care if it's two minutes. I don't care if it's 10 minutes. You begin to take, t- listen, the more praise mm-hmm. breaks you take, the more you're going to take. Because once you start a praise break, you're like, oh my goodness, this is cool. I want to leave. <laughs> and then you start getting addicted to praise breaks. When you start getting addicted to take praise breaks, no matter where you are and during the day, you go, go to your car for five minutes or you do whatever, you take a praise break. I'm telling you right now, the praise of God is going to be so on you. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be so all over you. Because who you hang out with the most is it, evident. It's evident to everybody else. And this is the season when God is saying, I want you to be the light. But in order to be the light, you need to wear the light. Praise moves you out of the way and allows God to fight your battles. Many of us are so tired and weary because we've been doing all the fighting. God never called you to fight. He called you to get into position. He said on the cross, it is finished. He said, it is finished. Me, listen, I am the beginning and the end. (laughs) I have fulfilled the law, death and hell, the power of the grave, I've taken the keys, it is finished, why are you fighting? You stand in your position, I've God is saying, I have angels around you to serve you. I, there's things that, that I've already called you to do. You stand in your position, and you and you praise me, and you worship me, and, and you spend time with me, and you allow me to fight your battles. Surrender these battles to God. Because let me tell you what happens. People start, sickness and disease, I mean, you guys, I don't know if you've heard of this, but, but a lot of the root of the sickness and disease comes from stress. It comes from stress. Because we weren't as human beings created to carry burdens. Wow. If we were created to carry burdens, we wouldn't see sickness and disease. It wouldn't be destroying our bodies. Yeah. That's how you know there's a hand. Okay, this is the pay, but has to be God because I'm not. Human beings are not created to carry weight. We're not created to be anxious. We're not created to be stressed. And so if you're you're anxious and stressed today, you've been living life every day to anxious and stress, God is saying, I need you. It's about time to to begin to to transfer this weight to me. Let me carry this for you. And how this happens is when you begin to praise me. Amen? Amen? All right, let's get into this. We're going to close up soon. Joshua 6 verse 1 through 5. Joshua 6, verse 1 through 5. This is what we opened up with. You guys ready? Yeah. Same here. Same (laughs) this. Amen. -hmm. Amen. Alright. It says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. And so let me tell you what happens. Joshua. I'm gonna say Joshua. Joshua is the new leader of the nation of Israel. Okay. Um. Anybody seen the movie Prince of Egypt? The cartoon. Yeah. Hey, I got like two people. It's that cartoon. I get it. Come on. let me do it. Um. Anybody seen the Ten and I? There's a little better response to that.
0: <laughs> um,
1: anyways, uh, Moses is the leader. He leads the children of Israel. He leads them out of Egypt, right? But they can't make it into the promised land because too many people are complaining all the time. That's the important thing about not complaining. And so Joshua takes over the place of Moses' position. And Joshua is the new leader, right? You know everyone looks at moses like moses is the man i mean he is what what moses should have a statue i mean he, he everyone looks up to him and so joshua is a little a little insecure because he's like i don't know if people are going to listen to me the way they listen to moses you know and so god has this encounter with him and says joshua you don't have to worry about that i'm, I'm gonna take care of you and the way they looked at moses they're gonna look at you the same way and so the very first instruction that that Moses, that, that, that Joshua receives from God is a tear. Let's go to, let's go here. Joshua 1 eight. This is the first conversation. This is the first thing that God says to Joshua. This is so important. Joshua 1 8 we We're gonna go back. Right. Sorry, <laughs> Christiana, go, Christiana, come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <Yes. laughs> so we got, got curve balls. All right, (laughs) Joshua 1.8, it's okay. It says, the book of the law, this is what God is saying to Joshua, I want you to get to revelation. It says, the book of the law, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, so that you may be observed to do all according that is written, where then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. God is telling Joshua, if you can get into this word. If you can make this word priority in your life, it's easier to meditate on all these negative things. But no matter what time you take, if you can renew your mind with this word, I'm telling you, Joshua, you're going to not only have success, but you're going to be prosperous. You're going to know what decisions to make. You're going to know what to invest in. You're going to know where to move. You're going to know what job to work at. You're going, you're going to have so much supernatural insight that I'm going to be able to to be able to speak to you because I am the word. And and as you begin to read, I I will open up myself to you. And so Joshua, this is the first thing that I want you to do. But now Joshua has this really the the biggest test yet. They cross over into the promised land. But their first battle is against this army, this this nation of Jericho. Everyone say Jericho. Jericho. And so now... God revisits him for a second time. And this is the instruction that God gives him for the second time. First time, you read the word, but this is the second instruction. Now we can go back to Joshua 6. Verse 1 through 5. It says, And, and the Lord said to Joshua, verse 2, see, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king of the and the mighty and the battle. Alright? Now, I'm going to go to verse 5. It says, and it shall come to pass, when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and all the people shall go up every man straight before him. What is God saying to Joshua? This is what God is saying to Joshua. This is the same God who tells Joshua to read the word, because faith comes by hearing. And now God gives them another instruction before they go into battle. And he says, in order to win this battle, Joshua, now I need you to praise. Because my next point is that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, but praise wins battles. Breathe, I'm going to say it again. Please. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But every single time you see a uh, uh, every single time you see an army in the name of the Lord fight the enemy, there's always somebody praising. God tells Moses, "Keep your arms up, and as long as your arms are up and you are worshiping me and you are praising me, your army will not fail." So, so Moses needs help. He needs people to come on the side of him, and they start all praising God again. Praising God wins battles. And a lot of us we know the word and we read the word a little bit. But we don't know how to praise God. We, we, we were so consumed with our issues and in our problems, we can't say thank you to God for anything. We can't praise him for anything. And the, and the reason why we're losing in the, in the battle of spiritual warfare and we can't stop out the enemy with our praise is because we're too selfish. And so God is saying, give me, give me your selfishness. Give me your self-centeredness. Give me your pride. Because that all begins to break as you lift up my name. Because as you are are glorifying the name of Jesus, all this stuff begins to fall off. You see, when you try to carry the burden on your own, that is a form of pride. It is a form of pride. Because you're saying, God, I got it. I got this. And that's a form of pride. And God is saying, when you praise me, you're saying, God, have it. I give it to you. This is yours. And so every issue, thing that are concerning right now, you have the power to go from one dimension into a heavenly dimension, no matter where you are or what's going on. All you have to do is say, God, I thank you. Here you go. You can have it. That's it. That's it. Whew. I like that song. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle guys. Let's learn to be warriors. Warriors. I want you guys to be warriors. We have too many believers and and we we see the evidence man. We see the evidence of our nation. We see the evidence of people not wanting to come to church. It's just too much carnality. It's just too much religion. It's just too much talking and no evidence that there is a God. All you gotta do is step into praise and faith and you start walking in such a greater anointing and greater life and greater presence. And I'm not saying you're not going to have any issues or problems, but all your issues and problems, every time you praise God, shirk before your eyes.
0: Amen.
1: So, Jericho, so it says in the, verse, uh, the next verse, it says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. So, God is calling the children the of Israel to take over Jericho, to enter the promised land. But there's only one thing that's in the way, and that is Jericho. Everyone say Jericho. Jericho. There is a Jericho right now in your way. Right. There is a Jericho, right? Everyone has a Jericho. Jericho represents the place where God has called you to take. It's the place where God has called you to live life. It's the place where God has promised you. It's the things that he's put in your spirit. But the only thing is, is that you can't get to it because there's walls in the way. That is your Jericho. And so I want you to be encouraged today because... Jerichos were created to come down when you praise. Jerichos were created to come down to the ground when you praise. And so you've been feeling resistance. And you've been feeling like, like your strength and your mind has been under attack. And you've been feeling all this discouragement and heaviness that has tried to come against you. Let me tell you why. It's because you are near a Jericho. I want you to be encouraged today. If you've been under attack, if things have been a little weird lately, if things are just like, why is this happening all of a sudden? It's because you are near a Jericho. Don't complain to God and say, why me? You need to be excited. You need to be excited because Jericho is going to come crashing down to the ground. And there's a blessing on the other side of this Jericho. So be be excited. It says that the Lord said to Joshua, verse 2, the woman's done. See, I have given Jericho into your hand. If I'm Joshua, I'm going to look back around and say, huh? Because they haven't done anything yet. Jericho is like a a vault. You can't get in and you can't get out. It is securely shut. They have two walls. They do not just have one. They got like a double wall and there's an army behind it. And God God says to Joshua, see, I have given this into your hand. God tells Joshua, that he wins the battle before he even fights. God wants you to know today that he wants you to know that you have won the battle before you even fight. You see, let me tell you what praise was doing. So God gives them this instruction and they, you know, they march around. um, They they march around seven times and on the seventh day, they, they march around seven times that day and they begin to shout. And when they shout, everything comes down. Let me tell you what, what was so important. God, as I prayed, I said, God, I heard this story many times, but what was the purpose of everything that they were doing? What was the purpose of what you were, were doing with them? Why, why, why did you want them to pray? It's not going to be you want them to fight. And the Lord was saying to me that he, when he told Joshua, he said, See, I have already given it to your hands. At that time, Joshua couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Joshua couldn't see anything. And the Lord said to me, It's very important for my people in this time. And I, I'm say, say this as a prophetic way. I'll say this prophetically. But it's very important in this time that you begin to see how God sees. Because if you can see what God sees and how God sees, you can have the thing that is promised to you. You see, a lot of us are not stepping into the greatness that God has for us yet because we still have a negative portrayal on us. And the reason why we have a negative negative perspective on us is because we're too busy looking at ourselves but the moment you begin to praise god your perspective goes from your little world and everything that you can do to the bigness and the greatness of god and once your perspective comes on the bigness and greatness of who god is and not all your flaws and what you can't do and all the negative things from since you were a child and all these things about you all that stuff, you start focusing on the biggest and greatness of God, then you begin to get an aerial view of how he sees. It's almost like an aerial can. You start seeing, right now, this is our perspective, you see, you know, but when you raise up to his level, you start seeing how he, how he sees. And this is what's so important, to see how God sees. This is my last scripture. This is Jeremiah 1, verse 11. This is so important to see how God sees. I want you to get this right now. It's a very important this week. God, show me how you see me. Show me how you see my future. Show me how you see my family. Show me how you see my career. Let me see what you see, God. Because if you could see what God sees, this is what happened. It says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, who was a young prophet. And God asked him this question What do you see? What do you see, Jeremiah? And he said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, and I am ready to perform my word. I am ready to perform my word. When you begin to see how God sees, God will perform his word. This is what happens. The children of Israel go around the, the city. They, they, they march on Jericho. When they begin to praise, something happens. And as they begin to see how God sees, God begins to move according to his word. When you praise him, when you step into praising faith, your per- your little perspective and your little dreams all of a sudden they shrink before God. Okay, your perspective and your faith and who God is becomes so grand and so large in your life when you begin to praise God, you begin to to be on this in agreement with God and begin to see how He sees. And once you can see how He sees, then God will do the word that He's given you. Praising faith, praising faith. Let's stand your feet. Do we have books today? We have these books that we're um, that we are that we are selling today. And um I think they're $12, right? We're not making any profit on these books, <laughs> okay?
0: These books, this book changed Pastor past Moral in my life.
1: Um it, it changed our lives. We began it's a book of confessions, it's a it's a book where you're able to get into praise. It's a it's a book where you get into declaration. And we saw with our own eyes. We saw with our own eyes. We saw with our own eyes. We were in debt. We Our, our marriage was was a wreck. I mean, we. This was. We were going through so much, and with nothing, with nothing, God began to move. He began to move as we stepped into this. We would do it every single day. This is before the job. The job that I have now today, the career that I have, was birthed out of this time. Because I told exactly, I, I thanked God for it before I saw it. I thanked God and I praised him for the opportunity before I even saw it, before I even got the job. All these things, our church, everything was burnt out of the season because we didn't have anything but faith. All we could do was praise God. There was no evidence in our bank accounts. There was no evidence in our lodges. No evidence at all. But we would begin to get up and praise the name of the Lord. And as we began to praise the name of the Lord, we saw with our own eyes. We saw we saw Jericho come down. When they do a great shot, Jericho comes down to the ground. When they inherit the city, they walk in, they burn it down. But before they burn it down, they discover that there's a treasure that is there. They discover gold and silver. And I want to say prophetically, that if you're up against Jericho, on the other side of it for you is treasure. I'm gonna say it again because some of you don't believe me. Mm-hmm. On the other side of your Jericho, but well, you better receive this by faith right now. As a man of God, you yes. better receive this. You better receive this right now. On the other side of your Jericho, whatever you've been fighting for, God wants to fight for you. As you see these walls plummet down, you're gonna step into a new dimension. And in this dimension, it's going to be a treasure. I prophesied that you were literally going to say, wow, this is the treasure that Pastor was talking about. This is the treasure. This is the treasure. It's going to be personal treasure for you. Physical treasure, mental treasure, spiritual treasure, opportunities of treasure, new relationships of treasure, connections. Things that you've been trying to do, you, you don't know anybody in this field, you don't know anybody that does this, and all of a sudden, God open the door and connected with someone, and it's gonna be treasure. I'm telling you, there's treasure that is coming to his people, and all God wants you to do is praise his name to receive it. And right now, I want us all together to praise his name. I want you to look at your Jericho right now. This ain't the time to be shy. This is not the time to be politically correct. But I need you right now by faith, to praise God as we praise God right now, together. I want the worship team to come back up. Let's do. Let's do our waymaker again. Can we have the worship team? Come on! We're we'll gonna be waymaker again. But before we do that. Can we just give the Lord a shout-out you I want you to I want you to, want you to yourself, right now. You right? are
0: Come on, you and I don't